no, that's not big enough. No, that's not big enough either. That's more like it. Hi kids, it's Candy Coated Razor Blades. We are taking a trip to the movies today. I'm Bob, the candy girl that is just like bugging you through the entire movie. And here are my co-hosts. Candy girl! <laughs> oh my god. That was very off tune, sorry. Uh, I'm Alex and I am the person who may or may not have watched both of these movies. Yeah, that's right, go Andy! <laughs> Jesus, what? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Go, Andy. I got a snort out of him. You can good. do it, Andy. We can. We believe in you, honey, Woo. honey. Dun, 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 dun. You are my candy girl. Aww. I'm just and I'm Andy, and I'm packed with nougat and nuts. That's guaranteed to satisfy. Yeah, Andy, by the way, has unbuttered popcorn and diet coke, so his nougat and nut is completely. Good. <laughs> Best defense of like I do not know how to eat because I'm a teenager ever. <laughs> there we go. That's my full commentary on both films. I'm gonna go, go for now. Uh, <laughs> you guys are gonna have a good podcast. Uh, so, Jesus. Anyway, we are we are t- we are delving into the depths of film festivals with a double feature today. We are talking about popcorn and all about evil. So. What are we doing first, Andy? All About Evil, 2010. <laughs> I love this movie. Shy librarian Deborah Tennis. Deborah Tennis. Oh, God. Me, too. The whole movie. <laughs> whole movie. That describes the whole movie, kids. Thanks for coming. Podcast over. <clears throat> Shy librarian Deborah Tenise takes over her father's old decrepit cinema in an attempt to protect the family from the shame of bankruptcy. In the process, she discovers. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. In the process, she discovers her inner filmmaker and serial killer. Yes. <laughs> with the help of her assistant, Mr. Twigs. <laughs> Mr. Twigs. The insane twins, Vita and Vera, and a robber. <laughs> He has a name, I'm sure. He doesn't. The house down. This totally creepy, like, (laughs) messed out looking dude. Um, Written and directed by Joshua Grinnell. Better known as Peaches Christ, the queen of San Francisco. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Starring Natasha Lyonne. Seriously, what the fuck did she need to buy when she did this movie? <laughs> she needed to get a career. I think back. she just does this for fun. She needed I like really a do. car or something. Like she's like, I need a new like SUV. Just any like oh, two thousand like, down the road. She's, she's actually set. She's on like Orange Is the New Black and shit. Well, I'm pretty Not sure at that now. point that was oh. during. Now she said. Okay. Not in 2008. No, oh. that was during yeah. the low point in career because yeah. she she well, was she's, like totally genre film hardcore. I know. Yeah, that was. She's she, in like hashtag horror. I, I, I promise you, she is still not living off of her um, American pie. Royalties. No, oh, no, I'm pretty sure she's Oops. still. Um, what was the cheerleader? But, but I'm, I'm a cheerleader. cheerleader. Yeah, she's not living off of her. But I'm a cheerleader. Royalties. <laughs> Were there any? Well, RuPaul, I'm sure, bought like three muscle cars off that yeah. movie. So I was just right. so happy to see that Richard Mall was not dead. Honestly, he's still yeah. working. He was there. Yeah, he was in it. It was good. Uh, sorry. Also starring Thomas Decker, um, who Bob knows who he is. I don't actually. He's 
I used to know who he was. He was on like he was on the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Hey, which yeah. Oh, that was a good show. Yeah, and and the he's the one who made that really really shitty uh, electronic album that I was playing at you earlier. Oh, which one was he? He was the kid. Yes, he's the yeah. kid. Oh, he was he was the person who saves the world on the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, well, yeah. Funny side story while Bob keeps looking through his phone. Was his, was his acting any better there? No, it was, it's a horrible it life. But here. the Sarah Connor Chronicles um, is totally a different timeline than the movies because they uh, really but, wanted to go with that. Yeah. Okay. But Thomas Decker is totally gay, just in case. Yes, he did. He he came out really? as gay many years they after were, everybody already knew. There were homosexuals in this movie. So many. <laughs> Wait, this is a good Christian podcast. <laughs> we're all Mormons. No, Continually. Actually, we're Jehovah's Witnesses after they visited the last time. Uh, are you going to like Beetlejuice this podcast with Jehovah's Witnesses again? Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> Oh no, they're here. <laughs> There's watchtowers everywhere. So many watchtowers. Keep going. Thank Keep you. Going. Uh, Cassandra Peterson, who, as you know, is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Damn right. Who also, I found out, worked on Cuso. She did makeup and hair for Cuso. Stop talking about that movie. Stop. <laughs> I, only, I threw that in just to make you happy. I know. I feel like you're going to edit this. You are the sentient whole of Cuso. Mm-hmm. I had to bring it up before you guys did. Um, also starring Mink Stoll, as you know from every John Waters movie ever. Yep. Uh, Noah Segan is the kind of the methy looking dude. Uh, yeah, you've the one with no name. Noah Segan was uh, best known for Looper and Dead Girl. Yeah, was he, he in Looper? He's in every Ryan Johnson movie ever. He was in Brick, the Brothers Bloom, and Looper. Well, what was he in Looper? I love I Looper. Remember, so I don't remember much. who he was in Looper. In Brick, he was Dode. Um, I don't remember so who. So long since yeah. uh, he was Kid Blue. In Looper. No, I, 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 Very I, helpful. Yeah, I know. Is there a picture from that movie? Goddamn. He also, uh, in terms of genre stuff, he was in I mean, Cabin yes. Fever 2. Oh, he was the dude with the really long gun that <laughs> always gets, like, bitch slapped. By, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. love that movie. Yeah. Did you say Cabin Fever 2? Yes. yes. Noah Segan was in Cabin Fever I thought we too. weren't allowed to talk about Eli we Roth are, movies. We are not. <laughs> I threw that in just to make Bob happy. I thought we had, like, an insurance policy against yeah. that. Yeah. So, let's see. Jack Donner plays Mr. Twiggs. He's, like, a soap opera guy, guiding light as the world turns oh to a hospital. He is the weirdest IMDb photo ever yeah. right now. Keep going. <laughs> um, Ashley Fink, who later on ended up on Glee and is actually pretty marvelous in this movie. I love her. I do, too. I wish there was more of her and less of Thomas Decker. Um, not a whole lot else. Julie Caitlin Brown from Babylon 5 plays the mother. And, of course, Peaches Christ. Yes. Herself. Herself. You she can't miss her. Yeah, she no. gets, she's got like the divine eyebrows. She is eyebrows. a freaking billboard <clears throat> and I adored her, but And I don't know about like is 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 that that weird opening like the opening like card is that like a thing of hers like this weird sort of like Batcave oh, vagina the, yes. thing? Yes. Because she's really only made the one movie. Okay. She doesn't yeah. know how to like shrink that shit down to like okay. 30 seconds. I'm not going to lie though. <laughs> At first I thought that was part of the movie that was and I'm five like 5 minutes of Peaches Christ saying it's me. It's yeah. me. And like literally, like it's it's. Look at the bats coming out of my cooch. It, me, she really is. Like her, her giant giant is the bat cave. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. She's always been basically. She's the late night midnight movie queen. She's the cool. horror queen. She works with Hecklina. She does the best like shows that I wish were movies. I know. Sometimes I see their poster and I'm like, can I see? Damn it! That's she a does show like Beetlejuice. <laughs> she did a great Hocus Pocus one with some I know. Awesome queens. I knew! And I would have paid. She not did to Romy go and there. Michelle with Trixie Mattel and Katya. <laughs> I love her! Awesome. I love her so much. Aww. <laughs> 
Why do I know you, Thomas Decker? What movie or TV show were you in? Uh, I, I could really not care, find anything. Because all I saw was this guy liner, and I couldn't. He's just really, <laughs> really boring. He was in Heroes. That's right. Yeah, he was in Heroes, and I can't Who remember he what he was. in Heroes? The boring one, probably. The boring one. What well, was really that was really retarded. Milo Ventimiglia, because I really <laughs> oh, hated gosh. him through that whole show. No, you just I watched, hated him through that whole show. You just show. watched the show for Greg Gun- uh, Grunberg. Greg Grunberg. Yeah. Yes. Hi, Greg. Greg Grunberg, if you hear this, anytime. Come on, Oh, and uh, Christine Rose, because I adore her whenever she is a bitch. Yeah. Adore Christine Rose. Yeah. Her. Her. She was Milo's uh, mother. In what? Heroes. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't watch okay. Heroes. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're looking at me like yeah, I thought okay, I, I remember who you're talking about. So so the deal with this movie, and again, both movies are basically dealing with, you know, the, the film festival culture and things like that. Yeah, there are movies about watching movies. There are movies about watching movies that contain movies. But anyway, so no, I, I <laughs> absolutely love this movie. I know it's horrible. It, it is, is horrible. One of the schlockiest pieces of schlock you'll ever schlock in your life. It's schlock forever. But it's and it's badly acted. It's badly directed. Oh my god, it's Thomas bad, Decker! But it's wonderfully badly directed. Thomas Decker was one of the children in Village of the Damned. <gasps> that explains a lot. That does explain a lot, actually. With Kirstie Alley. Well, he's just you know got too close to her drugs. She stash. didn't eat him. She didn't. No, oh. she did not eat him. Oh, oh. I, I love, love Kirstie Alley, Alley, but still, what the oh, fuck, Claire? You, uh, really? For a long time, you just could not get within her gravitational it's pull. True. <laughs> Really, Andy. We're fat shaming. We're fat shaming, and that's horrible. She did gain a lot of weight, and she did have problems. She Oprahed her weight. She did Oprah. Yeah, she did. That is a verb. Oprah Oprah. is now a verb. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I will say that even overweight, she was still pretty. I loved her show, Victoria's. Oh, Victoria's Closet was amazing. So good. There was some other show that she had, wasn't there? Where she was actually making fun of her weight with the title of the show. Yes, and that lasted for all four episodes. Like some fat. It was something on VH1. Fat actress. Fat actress. It really was. Okay. Fat actress. Maybe not the best title. No. No. She was though. She was. Well, yeah, I know. She She was was at her biggest. But anyway, good size. So let's go back to the actual movie. Do we have to? We do. We do because that's what we're here for. It's not true. So again. I love this movie. I know it's horrible. Peaches Christ knows it's horrible. Yeah. Everyone who's involved with this movie knows it's horrible. Peaches Christ. <laughs> um, hey, Chris. Um, the, the vibe I get is like sh- that he's going for like total John Waters camp. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, which is kind of... You can't set out to do that. So, like John Waters has that happen because he's John Waters, and that's just what he does. Anybody right. else who tries to do it, it doesn't. When, when he tells the story well. about Divine crawling through pig shit for seven hours at the farm, where they didn't get a release from the farmers, and he still wants to know what the farmers thought was fucking going on. Right. That yeah. is John Waters. Yeah. Yes. So this was yeah. not guerrilla filmmaking. This is, no. so this is my this is my disclaimer for this and the next movie. Alex has had a bad couple weeks. These are his movies. Like, these are my kind of movies. I hated everything. I have nothing <laughs> but terrible things to say about these movies. Well, please, Jesus go Christ. on with your terrible things I to don't say. even know. This is the movie I watched the least of. I'm do not you, even going to lie. I watched more popcorn than I watched this because I tried to watch this first, and I was like, I cannot sit through this fucking shit. We're done. We're, it was the point when Meth Mouth was eating the food and licking his fingers, <laughs> yeah, oh. and Alex was out. Oh, Dude, God, I, do we need to give you like a few minutes in the closet with like Veronica vodka just to like cheer you I just, up? I know. <laughs> what the fuck? It's not going to cheer me up. It's just going to make me want boobs. I don't know what that does. 
I just want to play with all the boobs. To be fair, I want them to all be bongos. So it's yeah. not a positive for anyone. I, right. can't, <laughs> I can't even gainsay that. That actually does sound kind of fun. Yeah, it depends I, on I, the that, yeah, as, as long as you're getting consent yeah, from I'm the owner bit, of said boobs. I'm a very consenting because I'm still me. So I like go up to them and I'm just like, I want to play your boobs like bongos and I'm going to enjoy it. Are you okay with that? Because I'm still blunt. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> going by my drunken my drunken adventures at Outland in the 90s, yes, they're okay with that. They really were Generally most of the time. Because it's exactly, yeah, that's that's exactly what I would do when drunk. That was, that was my that my favorite yeah. my favorite person in college for this, Lindsay Conrad, who is never going to listen to this podcast, but Yay. is actually a legit opera singer in Boston, just oh. so if anyone knows her just point this out uh boston <laughs> listeners find her well, tell her i'm telling the story so my freshman year we were so drunk she was a sophomore and i was a freshman and i looked at her and i was like Lindsay, if i wasn't gay we would fuck right now and she went alex if i wasn't a lesbian we would fuck she wasn't a lesbian <laughs> i don't know where that came from she had a lot of boyfriends i, I look back at the moment and i'm like did she invent lesbianism on herself just to not have sex with me when I was drunk, bitch? She's a wonderful singer, she and cast, I wish her the she best. She cast in her like level eight lesbian illusion. I know. Who knew her her uh, her drunk roles were that good? <laughs> exactly. Like, she she didn't even have to run away. She like threw the smoke bomb and walked casually away. I was like lesbian. Don't worry about it. And I was like. But wait, where are the Everclear Jello shots? I've only had 40. No, bitch, learning a trouser roll. Fuck off. She's a soprano. That didn't happen. Ah, shit. <laughs> That's like the one thing I know about she, opera. Like, she I got I so, reference in. So this is my continued efforts to not talk about this movie. She totally sang... Uh, <laughs> She sang the title role in Amelia Albalo, which is one of my favorite operas that no one will ever do. But it is the most horror movie opera ever. It's a one act about a woman who is desperate to go to a ball. We're talking desperate to go to a ball. Her husband comes home. She's like, take me to the ball. And he's like, no, I found out you're cheating on me. She's like, that's fine. Let's go to the ball. We'll talk about it there. He says, no. So she runs to the balcony and calls her lover down. Oh and says, my husband ain't going to take me to the ball. Can you take me to the ball? And the lover's like, oh, I love you so much, but let's not go to the ball. Let's have dinner. She's like, no, ball, bitch. And then her husband <laughs> her husband and the lover start having philosophical conversations about how who should really be in charge here. Should he, the lover own her because he loves her or the husband because of the dowry? And the bitch spends half, like 20 minutes of this opera mincing around them, just screaming the word ball. And like... <laughs> Somebody take me to the ball. By the way, it, the opera did, does start with um, a total lesbian contralto role, like helping her do her makeup. And I swear the lesbian's like, I can take you to the ball. And she's like, no, my husband's coming, leave. And she's like, bitch. <laughs> and, then, and then we get to my part. Wait, wait, I'm not done. Okay, fair enough. Right. Not done. So after the lover and the husband continue to philosophize, and Amelia's like, ball, 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 bitches, ball, like high A's, like... <laughs> Like, like crazy high ball. Um, now I want to like write an opera where like there's like no. somebody who's just like there's like uh, like a like a like a contratenor who's like kicking around just going dick. Oh yeah, dick, yeah, dick, yeah, yeah. Dick. It's, it's like the gay porn opera. I'm all for it. I'll help you write it. Hell so, yeah. Um, so you know, ball, ball, ball. So Amelia finds her husband's gun, takes it out, says, "Someone take me to the fucking ball." <laughs> in Italian, you know, in a nice Italian it's like way. Like a Tarantino opera. Yeah. I love it. So ends up shooting the lover. 
shoots him. He's disposable. Um, the, the lover is like, well, I'm dying, but I love you. And she's like, you didn't want to take me to the ball, bitch. You had your chance. Men are like Kleenex. <laughs> no, no. Soft, strong, and disposable. She yeah. looks at the husband and says, will you take me to the ball? Having just shot the lover. And he's like, no, we have to get the police. So she runs to the balcony, calls the police, and says, my husband just shot my lover, and all I want to do is go to the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so then the police arrive this is my part so I was the chief of police I come in and I, I'm you know the base because uh, even though I'm, I'm not a base people hello listen to my voice Seriously. I was always the base in college so yeah. I came in and I sang my part and you know oh it's so sad you know my husband shot my lover and he's getting carried off and he's like no she did it the bitch is crazy like in Italian I swear they say the bitch is crazy and, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. um, and then all of this big pause in the music and she just turns and looks at me and goes will you take me to the ball and the police is like, yeah, sure, I don't do anything. This is Italy. <laughs> and so five, there is ten minutes left in the opera of her singing about how fucking happy she is, having killed her lover, had her husband arrested, because she gets to go to the fucking ball. <laughs> okay. That it sounds my, like that is one my of the shorts diversion. that Deborah Denise would have made for this movie. I have two comments to make. Okay. One. I've got to fucking see this. Yes. <laughs> it's so hard to find. There isn't even a full recording. Shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two, you really needed to see The Exterminating Angel. You would have fucking loved it. I know. You would have fucking loved so it. Mad. So mad. The fact mad. that like, oh my God, there's this like cut, there's, there's this whole scene like when they first start to realize that they've like all, that they're all stuck in the room and they can't leave. And like the help comes in to serve coffee, and like one of the one of the like really high tenors because everybody sings really high. Yeah, yeah. He notices that it's modern opera for you. He they gets like, real high, real low. He gets like <laughs> really, he gets really, really bent the fuck out of shape. Like when he realizes that there's like teaspoons on the tray, and he's like, I can't have coffee with teaspoons, and like goes to send the dude out. I swear to God, this whole weird little aria, like from a dude pissed off because he can't drink his coffee and use a teaspoon. And then they find out. That, oh my god! So listeners, then they find out that the butler can't leave either, and then things get bad. So listeners at home, they I'm fucking doing, they die, and they. I'm, I'm doing the yeah. full on like evangelical hand to the Lord moment <laughs> right now because you cannot have coffee with your teaspoons. <laughs> okay, can we actually talk about the movie now? Yes, no. but man, Thank that you. was a great digression. It was a wonderful digression. Uh, this movie yeah. is. It opens <laughs> up. I will say, and I don't even. I, I I will give you hand if, but the opening of this movie is really fucking great no actually it really is i really I, is I did enjoy this movie slightly more than popcorn which we'll talk about there and i i, I will love popcorn like i'm gonna watch it in two months and be real happy with it yeah. but right now um no, for I, this recording i get it um so no but i love again i don't insist people like the movies i like it's fine you yeah. know me. Uh, um the moment with tammy tennis the mama, yeah, oh, in the yeah. full green. Oh, yeah. And oh. then her next scene, I wanted. Can she, just, can we switch this movie and can Tasha Leone be her? I, I wish she was my favorite character, and she dies early. She yeah, does. with the worst prosthetic. She was so I good, know. but I still loved it. Um, yeah. I just that opening yeah. scene, like it's like they're in the theater. The clown like blows up a balloon, gives it to the kid, and then just immediately like fucking pops it. Right, and the clown was <laughs> so looked great. like fucking um, uh, the Fonz. It looked yeah. like Henry Winkler. I'll bet. Was the clown. I was like, Could've but been. it wasn't. Was he real cheap? Was he like, I need 50 bucks. Uh, I'll this, just be in this that movie. That would have been, shit, that would have been like 10 years after The Waterboy. I don't even know what Henry Winkler does now. He does 50 buck shots in like yeah, drag queen much. home movies, apparently. Yeah. He's like, I'll pop your balloon if you give me a 50. I'll One day on set. Your balloon. <laughs> I need my voice for this. I have no voice. This <laughs> is what's, what's strange is a good day. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. <laughs> 
Um, no, but I, I do. Y'all love, quit. No, yeah. I love. I love. I love that first scene. It's so good. And I love. I love the second scene with the like. I'm. I'm like meek little Natasha Leone from. But I'm a cheerleader. Right. Which is my only other movie that I really love her in because I don't count American Pie, even though she's good in that. She's mm. in it, but I don't. I couldn't it's tell you not who she was. Her. I, yeah. She's the girl who's sluttier, who's friends with the girl who's a virgin. Oh. And the virgin girl is dating the guy that is the least cute. Oh, that's the football player guy, right? Because like the not, girl, because the girl who's the virgin um, is is. I think there's more than one virgin. Okay, because there's Mira Savino was one of the virgins, and she ended up not banging the so, yeah, football player not guy. Him. Not and him. then he she went cute. on, and then she went on to American Beauty, and then. Boy, does that movie read really uh, badly now? Uh, doesn't it? Ooh. Doesn't it read terribly? Really yeah, badly. Yeah. It's his but, whole career in that but, movie right there. Uh, but, but Natasha Leone, uh, um, outside of Orange is the New Black, has always been kind of the indie queen. She, she did. No, I she, love her. She did uh, Anti-Birth is oh, one yeah. of her more the, recent ones. What was the one where she's in like, oh, she was in Party Monster. She was. She had the greatest little cameo She was like Party the dread, dreadlock. Yes! Yeah, I oh love her. I love Party Monster. Can we pretend like that's a horror movie? I really want this movie to be better made so yeah. that I could have loved it and watched it and have been really happy about well, it right now. You, you got to remember that, you know, Peaches Christ is a drag queen. She literally like grabbed the coin to get the funding for this movie. She's not a rich woman. Yeah. And I this mean, is, and so no, I also saw her outfit. That, I feel like the coin still comes to her. It does. It also has I, that. If, if you, okay. So if you, but look I at also it as, love that they use the Castro theater. That theater is oh, it's gorgeous. wonderful. It is gorgeous theater. No, yeah. And that, actually both of these movies have that in common. They both have marvelous theaters. They do. I would love um, either of those theaters uh, to be in my the life. Funny. So I think the thing, the thing that got me through all about evil for it is bad. Oh, it is um, delightfully. Is understanding that this movie is basically on the level of the things that they like, the little dramatic pieces they do on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, yeah. just kind of working on that level. The mm. beginning of my end with this movie was the twins that appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> the double mint twins. I like them. I wanted more of them, I'm but not they, sure if, are they actually double mint twins? They are twins. Yeah. No, but I mean, I think I don't think oh, they were double mint twins. I mean, we could fresh look them up. does better. Fresh That's does Mentos. freshness. Whatever, I'm that's, so happy. That is Mentos. Yeah. Anyway, Nikita <clears throat> and Jade Ramsey are British. They are not American citizens, so I don't think they would have been... Double McGum? They don't have double McGum in the UK? I'm sure they do. So you checked out when you saw them. They were also very I young. think that was the beginning. That was... Oh. They don't go to the restaurant too long after that, and that's where I officially was like, I'm going to try popcorn now and see if it's better. That was a weird-ass... That was a yeah, really no, I mean, weird they did go... Scene. They're like, oh... These two can help us. Let's go check them out of the fucking mental hospital. That, yeah, I, I, feel like, like, I feel how like how the fuck are they not going to like background check these people? Well, no, what? because that's, and again, this this I movie like, exists in a in a suspended yeah, yeah. a suspended disbelief Ooh. cartoon reality of drag. It totally does. Yeah, yeah, it totally it does. Really it does. does not work it's, on any other level. Actually, it totally exists <clears throat> in a Ryan Murphy universe because this oh, is yeah. the kind of shit that he does. Yeah, it does exist in that. I'm going to like completely bend the laws of legality everywhere. and believability oh, and believability it. Actually, and just make a movie that people are just going to sit and watch. I, I and did chew also. On. I really enjoyed that Mr. Trigg was just like full on into it. Like I have waited forty years for this moment. I want to dip my dentures in your pool, baby. There was not even. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't even a moment of like shock. He was just like, oh, no. I'm like, so glad the bitch is gone. I know. I loved it so much. Oh god! Um, she only gave him a twenty. If she gave him a hundred, <laughs> he would have. He would have liked her more. She's delight, right. delightfully awful. Oh, I loved god. her. Burns her daughter's hand I, on a popcorn machine. Yeah. Oh, oh I just loved. Was it her actual daughter? Was it her stepdaughter? I don't. Stepdaughter. Uh, okay. Was it okay? But yeah, it was, it was just nuts. I'm like, okay, so so the the impetus for all of this is this one 
opening like bit to a movie that's like it's kids day at the theater and her dad wants her to be a star she's gonna be a star she's got star quality so okay. you know he's got his if daughter you, up there you're singing doing, you're doing this terrible song day. why is kids day hosted by the wicked witch of the west i know right children do not like the wicked witch of the west no, usually they don't. well that's they do that's not. that's stepmother dissonance yeah unless you're, she thinks she thinks she's being adorable and anybody any reasonable person would just be like <gasps> Apparently, unless, like, unless oh, you're John Waters, actually John the, Waters, that's right. his favorite there's idol. Video, do yeah. you see the video of like there's like a like a deaf kid who was put on Santa's lap and he immediately starts signing for help? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really did. Wow. Swear to God. Oh, <laughs> oh, so good. oh, did you see the trailer for the movie where it's an all deaf family getting haunted? No. No. It looks amazing. Wow. That hurts me a little bit. It looks amazing. It's a haunting with an all-deaf family. So like, Oh, I did. It, it goes so from like, like the ghosts are like rattling chains and making all these no, noises yeah. and they're just like... No, they're like making... No, it's like it goes from like pitch silence <laughs> yeah. where you see them kind of like freaking out and then you just hear all the noise from the ghosts and it's it looks like it could be good or... Terrible. See, I yeah. think that would make for Terrible. you could make a really great camp comedy out of that with the ghosts just getting so fucking frustrated because they just keep banging on the walls and no one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, they need to bring back Thin Alec Baldwin and um, Gina Davis. Yeah, uh, as like Beetlejuice ghosts, yeah. and they can do that. They'll just like they'll try really hard and be like, "Damn it!" At this point, Thin Alec Baldwin is a ghost. I'm fine with that. So is so is that Gina Davis. That's yeah. not what her face looks like now. Oh, not anymore. Mm. No. Her nose is at least three ghost shapes f- smaller since then. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. But so <laughs> damn. So we've we've never quite determined what causes Deborah's insanity. Is it the fact that everyone was making fun of her? Or was she just insane to begin with? Or was it the fact that she pissed herself and got electrocuted in front of a live audience? Oh, I know. I, I, wait, I think I know what it was. It was her MLS. Okay. Her Master of Library Sciences. She's yeah, a fucking librarian. Dude, she's boring. That is a terrible boring. degree. Well, I think there's some of that, because, like, she... Daddy obviously put this horrible idea in her head that she's gonna she's gonna be a star, and then and she she's went like, to become a librarian. And so what we're actually watching is like kind of the indie film version of Rebecca Black, a little bit, or and Starry so, Eyes. It's an yeah. early version. And of you really, and eyes. I think I think another one of the with less humps, orgasms with less orgasms. Another yes. of the humps that, that but, I had but to get just over as much Noah Segan. Yes, yeah. literally. To enjoy this movie is just that. You're supposed to hate her, and it's okay to hate her. I this movie does yeah. not like her. Either. I love no, that when doesn't. she becomes evil, she gets that like rogue stripe in her hair. Oh no, yeah. she had that rogue stripe when she got electrocuted. But I didn't notice it until like, she turned yeah. evil. Yeah, but I feel like she like bunned it up so you couldn't yeah. see it. And then when she's evil, she like does her hair and lets it flee. Right. And flee. the little and the little movies she makes are so are so like campy fun. They're so much right. fun. Like, they're like because they're like turn no, off your cell phone. No talking in the theater. <laughs> you know, you know, I love I love the full on like uh, the British outfit. Yeah, a British outfit or the French one? Was it French, French one? Yeah, she had a when, British that, accent. That's when she. That's when well, she guillotines that's because she's horrible. The well, point is that she is a terrible she actress. She did the whole guillotine yeah, so yeah. French. The she Marie Antoinette. The, oh, that's right. the yeah, she guillotines the boobs and the guillotine. That is really great. That is wonderful. This little marvelous kind of slap on the floor. And then she like stuffs them in the attic, and you know where the one is because it's boob prints of blood on the ceiling. Yes, this is. Yeah. It's so delightfully awful. It, I love it. It is awful. I will I, I will go back to this movie and enjoy it at a later time. Um the parts of the movie and that then work... skip that scene where he's like licking his finger. Yeah, yeah that's that, that, is that is a really That actually scene. grossed me out more than anything and else that's in the movie. When I stop. <laughs> yeah. And sadly, the only the other, like you kinda uh, skip through literally which is makes me sad because Cassandra yeah. is so good. Cassandra Peterson, she gives off this weird Susan Sarandon in Speed Racer vibe. She does. Like she's like 
good mom. She's a good actress. Right. And, she's and you're not staring at her tits the whole and time. And she's playing opposite Thomas Decker, who is fucking boring as shit. Yeah. And his whole, every scene God, that he's mom, in is boring. boring. Like, I just want to, like, fucking punch him. Uh, him and his guyliner. I, I want to punch him so he bad. Is, he is pretty much the Him and his terrible movie. actor and this terrible plot line and this, like, fake no, no. Columbine I bullshit. Mean, like, I, Mr. get Trump. this out of the yeah, fucking that movie. Was the English teacher. Get this shit oh, out of the yeah. movie. That needed to not be there. Oh, no, you're a horror movie fan, so you're just plotting to kill everyone. Yes, no, that so teacher stupid. needed to be the draggiest drag queen ever dragged. Really? There needed, actually, I, I um, felt like there was not enough drag. She, she needed to movie. either be a drag queen or be Mink Stole. Who is yeah. pretty much a drag queen. Mink Stole really would have done I better actually, in that, the role I'm, in the librarian thing, yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to lie. I thought Mink Stole was a drag queen for a significant amount of time <laughs> before I realized that Mink Stole was a real woman. Right, yeah, well. Because if you watch Serial Mom, there is no reason to believe she's a woman. There is no reason. No. <laughs> There's none. There's no, no reason. Yeah. Serial Mom is wonderful, too, and we'll have to do that one at so a later good. time. So good. But, um, no, I, I, I just love that this was... Almost lampooning, you know, um, cult movie culture. A little bit. I, I but it was also like a love letter to it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like this was like a love letter to what's happening right now in indie horror. Which is weird because it was made It was made in 2008. Yeah. But it was... Uh, it was, 2010 yeah. was when it was released. So. Oh, okay, I thought somewhere, yeah. oh, I got eight in my head somewhere. Well, it took a while to get it released. Oh, okay, like, I literally bought the DVD from Peaches Christ's website. There was she was doing her own distribution. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, imagine that. Oh, know, right? oh, oh god, that was that was me. That Peaches was, Christ. That was shady. Um, <laughs> I can't help it. No, uh, no, I just because it's totally what would be happening now. Like, yeah. now is when you would go see, like, you'd go to your indie theater and watch your Blood Fest to... Blood Feast? Is it Fest or Feast? Feast. Feast. Yeah. Blood Feast 2. And there'd be, like, a weird short that no one told you about at the beginning that would be oh, awesome. Yeah. Like, this is what happens now. Right. And this is not what was happening in 2008. No. Well, I mean, maybe in San so, Francisco. We don't know. It's kind of ahead of its time then. Yo, I don't think, but I don't think it was happening San in San Francisco. San Francisco has kind of always been pretty history. Two, but 2008 was not like indie horror goldmine time. No, frame. it wasn't. That was like romantic comedy. Everyone was doing like the edgy. That was like, um, what's it call it? With Jim Carrey, everything's getting erased. Eternal Sunshine? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's like calling Eternal Sunshine a romantic comedy is a hell of a stretch, though. But it's that's like Michelle Gondry. It's an indie romantic comedy. Like it's kind of an independent view of what a romantic comedy could be if you deconstructed it. I, yeah, kind of, sort of, kind of. Go with yeah. it. Go with the metaphor. Um, damn it. Yeah. But but even then, you you still had the classic cult movies, and those I know were playing at the Castro Theater like oh, well, course, every yeah. fucking weekend, yeah. which is what Peaches Christ is known for. She, she hosts those? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, at least as far as I understand it, I've literally seen Peaches Christ in one show, but it was the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I'm like, oh, hey, you're... Who is Peaches in that show? Peaches was the host of that show. Oh, okay. I just figured she was in it. God, does no, I want to be in it? No, I don't think they actually did the live show with that one. I don't remember. I was making out with some dude. It was during um, IBR. So... Bob's All like, I know is I was there in the theater. I went, I saw Peaches, I saw his face, that was it, maybe his dick a little later. Yeah, well, no, I wasn't making out with Peaches. No, you saw Peaches, then you saw his face. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Follow the timeline, Bob, it's very clear. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it is that midnight movie, Rocky Horror, everybody go out, get dressed up, watch these films that everyone fucking hates. 
Oh yeah, this is like we watch Troll Two, and then we watch this, and we watch The Room, and we go home. Right. Uh, uh, the Room. I love The Room. Mm. It's my favorite one-liner. I have breast cancer. Let's move on with the conversation now. <laughs> I, I, the Room vexes me just because. Wait, can James Franco like make a big-budget remake of this movie? That would actually with all be of the wrong great. casting. He's basically done the biopic of what's his face so he yeah, already did yeah disaster artist um and he basically did he also did some weird little extrapolation of like the sex scenes from yes, cruising they, he did that was fucking hot it way. was weird it was a weird it was a weird hot, fucking weird thing. thing yeah that was right before he was by has he actually come out yeah, now yeah after that movie he totally he's never had sex with a man but he's tr- totally open to it and right. i'm like you and seth rogan have blown each other in a hot oh, tub totally. and yeah. i'm jealous because right. i want to blow seth rogan in a hot tub <sighs> not in a hot tub in a bathroom in an alley i'm not picky wouldn't <laughs> go for the hot tub but yeah we could do seth rogan otherwise you know, I don't. I don't like, like the sex tub? and sex and hot tubs. Doesn't really do much for me. I've never had sex in a hot tub. Uh, it's hot, steamy, and it's chlorinated, and you can't come. You can't come. You can't come in a hot tub. Why can't you come in a hot tub? It's like it's stuck in the fucking jets. You can't. You don't you're come not, in a hot tub. You're not allowed to come in a hot you tub. Don't, you don't. You can't physically. You do never it. come. You're in not a hot supposed tub. to do it. You're also not supposed to wear clothes in a hot tub because the detergent can block. It's it's really like like from a maintenance standpoint, you don't come in your hot tub. Yeah. The more you know. Oh, oh with his teaspoon? With his teaspoon? Please stop making those noises. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. I don't think I can do the voice right. I do Bird Woman. <laughs> um, oh, God. Speaking of Bird Woman, just to take a moment. Um, time for intermission. Female vampire. <laughs> every Jess all Franco movie ever. All the time. I want to see every Jess so Franco movie ever. Penis. In female vampire. Is that on Shutter too? Yes, yes, it is. Oh, I need to watch. I haven't I watched Vampiros Lesbos though. Oh my god! It's okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of penis in that for some reason. Well, I just remember. I remember like Bob is sitting over there watching it. I think he's already stoned by that point, and like oh, he looked back stoned. at me and he was, and we were like, carrying on like because I guess he had just listened to the Rodic Rights of Frankenstein podcast. He's looking at me. And he's like, "Yeah, you you almost had it right. This is pretty much the tits of Dracula." Like, <laughs> <laughs> let me know like you find buttocks of like, the werewolf let me know man. fixed oh my god for like 20 minutes staring over my shoulder but, but, like seriously the camera like focuses like on this naked dracula vampire and this is girl the beginning of the movie right long Just flowing black hair through the woods Tiggle bitties and like a black cape and like a belt that serves no purpose whatsoever because she's got. Did it like cover the, her bush? No, she's got it's the canoe like, of hair. Like the whole oh, thing. She's got the full bush. She's got, yes. Oh, and there. She has like the goblet of fire. She's got Outback so Steakhouse. much canoes of hair through an right. entire. And so, and like, like, and the camera, like, oh. and the camera starts on her face and it pans very slowly down, stops See? at her tits, goes further down, stops at the canoe. For like five minutes. So wait, wait. Are and it does saying, this like two or three different times. Is this movie the Hocking Hills canoe livery of movies? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Oh my god. So anyway, back to <laughs> back to all about evil. I mean, uh, is there anything more we need to say about all about evil? I don't know. That just, there really is no. Or not. It's, it's, it is. It is. It is. It is. I thoroughly it is enjoy it. It's all awful. about evil. It is. It's, it's like awful. a. It's a horrible movie. It's like it's a nutritious delightful. candy bar. It's over. It's over, and it doesn't stay with you. Not even. Imagine if it's every like, woman in this movie was actually a drag queen, and every man was a gay porn star. Oh god, it would be yeah. awesome. And then it would be better, and it would be Star Booty. <laughs> but this movie. Mm. <laughs> I think. I think there's like. Wait. I mean, this ima- movie made with different people would have um, been. Marvelous. But I think. See, here's the thing. As because Pizza's Christ is not a director. 
This is like the one and only film she's made. Doesn't she do stage production? She all does the time? stage production, but not film production, which is different. So, as a first movie, and as something that was, by the way, this basically was, designed. This was to totally be filmed as if it was a stage production. Oh yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it, it was written and plotted that way too. It, like because each of these each of the movies like feels like a separate skit. It does. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, they don't like, there's no escalation. There's no Wait. progression. It's just like, okay, here's the funny thing that we did in the basement. Here's the funny thing we did in the library. Here's, yeah. You know. This is my, this is my thing but, to point out for those viewers at home who will find this movie. You know, what's not in this movie. Two shots. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know what you can't do on stage? Two, Two shots. shots. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of like static moving cameras. And it's like, yeah. bitch, two shot. You could have saved yourself like 40 minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, oh, there, there is one thing I will fucking complain about, about this movie that the one friend of the rich girl that was killed, who's like, oh my God, he's totally lying. And I'm just going to drink all of this, whatever. It's like, first <laughs> oh, off, God. you know, all of those cups were empty. Because yeah. if she was really drinking them like that, her face would just be full of whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, if someone is telling you something is poison. I don't believe you. I'm just going to drink it anyway. Yeah. That's how you know that that little rich girl has gone too it's, far. And you know, it doesn't matter anyway. It really doesn't. It was right, it was right up there with. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but Bob, it was right up there with, Mom, oh my God, you had spaghetti? Like with cheese and sauce on it? Right. Because that. Yeah. Damn. No. no, I mean, remember that? <laughs> no, that's what—that's the first bitch who dies, the one who gets her boobs chopped off. Oh, right. She had—that's why she was on her cell phone. Like she takes her, um, yeah. you know, drink with the drugs, and her phone rings at the concession stand, uh-huh. and she yeah. answers it, and she's like, "Hi, mom. Oh my god, that's so exciting!" And she's walking away, and she's like, "What did you have for dinner? <gasps> Spaghetti?" And then there's a pause. With sauce and cheese on it? Oh, my God. That sounds so good. That's where Pieces Christ said, please ad lib. I have nothing for you to say I here. I know. <laughs> because you know every motherfucker involved in this movie has seen Heather's. All she had to do was say, spaghetti. Lots of oregano. Oh, my exactly. God. Exactly. No, no. But my favorite moment was actually she she said she, when she pauses between spaghetti and then lots of sauce and cheese on it, um, Tasha Leone gives the best look where she's just like. Bitch, really? This is your ad lib. <laughs> yeah, she's like, what? <laughs> and that's when how much are you being paid for and, this? And then, and, oh, and, right. and then she totally recovers and makes it like her evil stare of like cell phone. Yeah, <laughs> but I loved it because it was totally like a she her evil over. stare is just like I'm kind of stoned right now. I know. She, 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 she looked over and she went, "The good acid kicked in," and that's why all of this movie is just. Yeah. Delightful. It, it, I love uh, it. I, love I it. was not on. It took. It, it, the question is, how would you rate it, Bob? Oh God, out of oh, out of five, I'm going to rate it like like four poison cups of coke because yes, Aww. I love the awfulness that is this movie. I, I really do. I because I did not finish it. I'm going to rate this movie one plate of spaghetti with so much sauce <laughs> and cheese on it, <laughs> and. And at least two Mentos, because Mentos. <laughs> fresh <laughs> maker. The fresh maker. <laughs> I forgot the slogan, and Bob said it first. Andy, what do you rate it? I'll probably dig it when I, if I go to watch it again, but this Andy. time I can't give it more than like two out of five 
deeply shitty electronica pop albums. Oh God! Oh Fuck my God! You, Thomas, Decker. Thomas Decker. God, you made you know it. Andy like it was really good until he started singing. I was oh, getting into oh, it. Like, oh my God! Was, no, yeah, the music itself was. Oh, okay, okay. So before I have to, I like I'm gonna take a because I actually oh, do want to pull no. this up because I swear to God. Oh uh, no! So okay, his 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 um his album is called Cyanotic. PSY, and here's here's the fun part. Okay, this is his, his explanation of the album. The term cyanotic, C-Y-A-N-O-T-I-C, is a scientific term for when there is an inadequate supply of oxygen to the blood. I changed the spelling to P-S-Y, as in psychology, as a metaphor for a lack of thought in today's music. He's the uh, worst kind of artist. <laughs> I suppose the album is to be a kind of cure. Hopefully, for this prevailing lack of mental and emotional stimulation. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds wait. me of all, of all the really bad poetry I wrote in high school. Actually, I, mean, I was like, I can read that in any voice you'd like, actually. You, yeah, you can read I, that in I'm, Birdwoman's I'm, voice. I, Please I do. I can do Birdwoman's voice. Wait, oh. um, what is it? I'm trying to think of Birdwoman. I'm channeling inner Birdwoman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it right now. I'll have to read it another time in Birdwoman's voice. Speak for Heliostro. Um. I speak for <laughs> No, yeah, it's real hard to do. Oh. Um, Alex needs his voice back. I changed the spelling to psych. <laughs> as in psychology. Because it's kind of For a lack of thought in today's music. Oxygenation. There is a canoe <clears throat> of hair. That is Hawking the worst kind, kind of art. The worst kind of Anxious bullshit. Bullshit for your life, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Everybody says to me, it's a bullshit, Charlie Brown. Every voice in harmony. They got canoes of pubic hair. All I need is one more album, not this psycho shit. Gotta make it if I try, just not Thomas Decker. I will cut not one second of it. Just so you know. I've only played, I've only done that role like eight times, so it's cool. And break. And now, before the next show starts, let's enjoy an intermission. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn, a complete assortment of delicious candy, and a full line of cigarettes. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. A tasty treat will double your enjoyment of the show. For your convenience, we shall keep you informed of the remaining intermission time, three minutes before the next show starts. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. Oh, we have a message coming in. We have a movie to talk about. It's an RKO radio picture. Our message. Please talk about the movie. Stop. Please stop. Stop. Bob is an ass. Stop. Fuck you, Stephanie Meyer. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Damn. Go, Joe. The more you know. I'm just 
just really happy because I, I actually got one in. Got I one never in, get yes. to do that one. I, I never know. get to do that. I left it open today. I never do that. Yeah. I, I, I'm the arbiter of Fuck You 70 Mile. I feel like I feel like I'm. We actually haven't mentioned lesbian town in this show. That's our like. That's our subtle running joke. There lesbian town. There were some lesbians. Yeah. I mean, um, we have discussed lesbians. We have discussed lesbians. Lesbian lesbian Who was a lesbian? I can't remember. We were talking about... God, what the hell were we talking about? We were talking about... Well, for one thing, we were talking about a movie lesbian. that had Natasha Leone in it, so... Yeah. Now, is she, isn't she bi? Is she a lesbian? I, I don't know. We're not sure. I can't handle her sexuality right now. I just Nobody assume. Can. I just I, assume. Alex hasn't slept since, like, Friday. <laughs> and this is where I'm at right now. Popcorn. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Holy fuck. It's my popcorn noise. Deep me. <laughs> Deep me. Hey, it's Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> popcorn, 1991. There you go. <laughs> Synopsis. A group of film school students hosting an all-night horror movie marathon discover a film made by an actual murderer who died long ago. <gasps> Soon after, a shadowy figure resembling the killer begins stalking them one by one. Bob is shocked as if he was me and didn't watch this movie from beginning to end. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. It's been around forever. I, I never had heard of it until, when, until Andy said something about really? it. And then I thought it was made in the 70s for a while until you guys were like 1991. And I'm like, really? No, because this, oh, yeah. this was one when I was working in a video store yeah. where it was like, oh, the horror section. Oh, look, popcorn. Yeah, when, this one was when you like. Were, what's this? With Jamie Kennedy from Scream? Pretty much. I, uh, I, I saw the. I, like, I, I was an MTV watcher at the time, and this movie was heavily advertised on MTV. And like I just remember the, the, the commercial. Was that in between AM Flux episodes? God damn, those were so good. <laughs> those are all available online now, and I can't remember where. But they put the entirety of Liquid Television on. Some they did. Yeah, Fuck I yes. That. I yeah. know. Anyway, um, sorry, I just have to wait for my erection to go down. You don't have to wait. You can keep going. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I remember, the, I remember the ads, and there was just always the the the, the commercials were really terrible, and there was this like sepulchral voice guy, guy going, "Buy a bag, go home in a box." <laughs> Popcorn. Who, who stars yeah, in the movie? Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, directed by uh, Mark Harrier and Alan Ormsby. Well, so they done. Um, although Alan Ormsby was uncredited, we'll talk about that. Oh, okay. Uh, it's got like facts and information. Oh no, this this is this. There's a fucking story. This is this. like the laziest podcast I've ever done. I know, right? Like I know nothing about these movies. I didn't watch them. I'm barely here. That's fine. <laughs> um, written by Alan Ormsby. Um, he, he took his name off it. Uh, he was he's credited as Todd Hackett. Aww, um, yeah. Oh my god. Starring Jill Sholin, who was in some movies that I don't think I ever saw. <laughs> um, DC Cab. That was then. This is now the 1989 Phantom of the Opera. This was so Phantom of the Opera. This was like the a little bit yeah. the fanless of the movie oh, theater ever. There's a, okay, actually, what it reminds me of a lot is this this like the the, the cinematographer of this. Also shot Phantom of the Paradise. Oh my god, you uh, love that movie so much. I did, and it, there's, I, it's there's been some moments. So long since I've watched that movie. I, I stage fright. We're gonna do stage fright. Oh yeah, totally. We are. Um, also Just starring. Torture Bob. I'll get. I'll get through it. I swear. Uh, D. Wallace Stone. If I have to tell you who D. Wallace Stone is, you're probably more clueless than me. Um, she's no longer D. Wallace Stone. Well, she was D. Wallace Stone then. Now, now she's, she's just D. Wallace. Christmas. Well, yeah. that's since I gave you Oliver my Stone heart, died. Right? But the very she was next to day, we took my fetus so away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, the hills have eyes. The howling ET. She was in the better hills have eyes, right? Not the remake. Right. Yeah, she was um, in the original. That's what I thought. 
Also starring Tom Villard, who was like one of my personal pantheon of people. Like I grew up watching him in movies, shit like High School USA, Heartbreak Ridge, One Crazy Summer. He was on the Golden Girls a couple of times. Two I, different times with two different characters. That's I've never casting. seen a single thing you've just named. Except for the Golden Girls. I'm I've sure. never seen an episode of the Golden Girls. You are the worst gay. Oh, I, you I, sweet <laughs> September child. I am the best. I can sing you obscure musical theater right now, Bob. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> um, carrying on. Uh, so starring Derek Rydall, whose only film credit apart from this is Phantom of the Mall, Eric's oh. Revenge. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. He was, That actor you like was, a whole, was in the movie Whore? Yes. It also came out in 1991, which I kind of want to see, even though it's probably terrible. Great title, though. Mm. Yeah. No, no Villard, Villard, uh, Villard's just, he's he was great. He's okay. he's dead now. Yeah, he is. He's, yeah, I wondered. The last thing he did was in 95. So. Yeah, he, he actually, yeah, he died of AIDS, actually. Um, Aw, yeah. moment of silence for AIDS. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, since since Andy laughed, it was perfect. Actually, that it was, actually really that was. was exactly what should have happened. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right, and no one knows why. That's funny. That's fun. Um, <laughs> sorry, Malcolm Dinar. He was in the Godzilla remake, uh, the 1998 one, not the good one. Um, does I he does, like the 1998 one? He does. Oh he does uh, voiceover work on Monster High. It was like Velociraptor Ever After Godzilla. High. A bunch of like oh god, yeah, those yeah. those stupid CGI crap things based uh, on the dolls. Yeah, I would so also much. like to point out that uh, Mr. <laughs> Villard was totally Greaser Number Two in Grease Two. Yes, he yeah. also was. Uh, he also turned up in Shakes the Clown with Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh my god, no one ever needs to be in a movie with him. Um, getting back to popcorn, Kelly Jo Minter. I love her. I love the shit out of her. She's so much great. Um, for those of you who want the list, I have a list. Summer School, she was in The Lost Boys, Elm Street 5. <gasps> she was in Elm Street she 5. She was in Elm Street 5, the People Under the Stairs. Mm-hmm. Like, we could go on. She's in New no, Jack I, City. She wasn't. Oh, I remember this actress now. Like, she did not look familiar, but now that you're saying this, I'm yeah. like, she her. was fucking great. Like, super character actress. She's also in yeah. Zoe 101. Super mm-hmm. fucking, like, I don't know. She just gave, she she did oh sassy. This is like she, sassy popular. I don't know anything about this movie, but there's a movie called A Face to Die For, which yeah. has the lightning strike going through a white woman's face with a black woman on the <sighs> other side. And I just want to watch this movie for all of its 1996 TV movie glory. Goddamn right. And there. <laughs> Um, a couple more people, really, really quick. Um, Tony Roberts, briefly involved. He was in a lot of Woody Allen movies, Amityville 3D. Right. Um, oh, I have that. Yeah. Ray Walston. Um, Who shows up for all of five minutes, but is probably the highest paid actor on that entire cast. Yes. I think by this point, <laughs> Ray Walston was just living in a series of pools. He was. Because that's just all he, he did. Really he had a pool in the library. He was just like, pool, 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 pool. If you look at his, if you look at his, his IMDb credit, like he would just... Does he live in like the hamster like aquarium of pools? <laughs> yeah, it was just like clones for the tool, the tubing. Really, and... like he just he would just do he he was like kind of the poor man's Malcolm McDowell. Like he, he would just much. do fucking anything. Oh he didn't God. care. Malcolm McDowell is still the poor man's Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> I love him. Really <laughs> what? No, he did. He did a show Franklin and Bash where he just played this eccentric billionaire lawyer mm-hmm. who just every episode had the best Malcolm McDowell like and then we went we climbed Mount Everest and I fucked all 15 Sherpa women who came with me and it's like 
What? Uh, because Malcolm McDowell is fucking Caligula. No, it was just wonderful. Like every episode, he was like, that when we were doing 12 lines of Coke and three of K, and the police showed up, and then they did 12 lines of funny, Coke. What's funny is watching. Because he is Caligula. Well, it's funny It's funny because watching Malcolm McDowell in like Mozart in the Jungle. Oh my God. Where he's like Caligula, the later years, where he's gone to see. <laughs> And he can't really, he can't really do the fisting in the kitchen anymore. And like, there's no, there's no more coke <laughs> and, and Helen Mirren isn't there to just But he kind of, he kind of misses it a little bit. <laughs> so he's just like bitter. He does like, he does like a four inch line on a five inch dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was never quite sure about him in, in regards to dick. That was, that's my uh, I was, I was always very sure about his dick. By the way, in case anyone Well, not his dick, his but dick him got and so much, other dick. His dick had so much screen time in A Clockwork Orange. It got it an did. Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> It did. It supported the whole film. It really, it really did. did. It really did. Yeah. All of that. Uh, <laughs> digression. Okay. Two more people, and I'm going to bring them up, and they're nobodies, but they're they're interesting briefly. Uh, Yvette Solar, as the character of Joni, she appeared in nothing else after this, mm. which is a shame because she is the most fun person in this movie. Yeah. She's, she's like the nurse. Oh, oh, I yeah. love her. Yes. I her and her little her. kiki curly hair. Why yes. the fuck was she not ever in anything else? I don't know. She is like... But the, she looked like she wanted to be Madonna. Yeah. That apart from great. Apart from Villard, she is like the bright spot of this movie. Right. Villard. Yeah, Tom Villard. Um, the other person, and this is... Like Hurlbutt? This, yeah. this is where we get into the really fun Hurlbutt. stories. Um, the character of Leon was played by a guy named Elliot Hurst, who got his role because he was the son of two of the producers. Well, there you go. Oh, okay. His mom, his mom and dad were producers. He got in the movie, right? Uh, yeah, I um, mean, he wasn't great. He wasn't no, great. he was not great. And this is just this. This whole movie was a fucking. Tr- the production was a train wreck. Yeah, a total train wreck. And there's a lot of things uh, consequentially that like make no sense in it. I don't even know where to begin with so, this. So give it, give us a quick plot synopsis. We, we oh, already gave uh, the, no. the basic synopsis. Well, we're talking yeah. about plot synopsis though. <laughs> this everyone weird. everyone needs to go to Wikipedia <laughs> oh. and read what is bound to be the most confusing worded math problem in the history of worded math problems, which is the synopsis of this movie, where they have <laughs> every character named by their first name, never using pronouns. So it's like. Susie and Tim went here, and then Dave went here, and then they got Maggie, and then Maggie went up to this, and Tom and Susie went down here, and they got Toby, and Toby went here, but Maggie wasn't there, but Dave was over here, and then Dave left Toby, who was there, went to Maggie. How many donuts do you have left? If Maggie finds two (laughs) snuff films, and Toby runs both of them through the projector at 45 RPM. I know, seriously. If Maggie takes 14 Dream Journal entries to make her movie, which will be 72 minutes long because it won't quite be a full length. Because How long will it take Bud to masturbate given that he is like in a wheelchair and can't actually feel anything from the waist but down? he was cute. He is, he is actually really adorable. a terrible death. That was like the last yeah. death I saw. Oh, it was so much death. fun. It, it was, was cute. It was so sad that he's like reaching and reaching. And it was if, very now, soft I was going to say, if you're way. laying in bed and you're watching this on your, your iMac because right. you were too lazy to put it on your iPad. <laughs> okay. And then, and then you may not be paying attention for a couple moments because you were messaging someone on your phone. And then you look over and you're like, why is there a person like reaching for what looks like a switchboard and like getting electrocuted? An XLR cable. And I was, <laughs> I, was, I was very confused until I rewound a minute and was like, yeah. oh, now it makes sense. Okay. Thank you. No, it still doesn't make sense. And here's why. Because 
That, that whole scene is insane. None of it makes any sense whatsoever. It just it, do, it just doesn't. So if, if you he's... cannot you cannot electrocute somebody by attaching jumper cables to XLR output. You yeah. cannot but, do so, that. But if you it have, doesn't work. If you have three jumper cables and the each wheel on the wheelchair has fourteen spokes. <laughs> there, are, there are three switches. How many, <laughs> How many droplets of urine will escape Bud's panicked bladder before the blue light goes well, they'll off? Go into and the then electrocute him even more. Yeah. Just so. Like and this is actually kind of the same. This this is almost the same thing with All About Eve. Nothing about popcorn makes any sense. I'm oh, telling you this up front. The only way to get through it is just to realize this movie is a cartoon. And a lot of I, this I movie really, is completely a cartoon. No, I will tell you the last scene I saw, which was the cartooniest thing ever, is when they were walking up the stairs. Up the stairs. <laughs> That's and right. Just like falls into the dark, and they're just like, "What happened?" I fell down the <laughs> stairs. I'll, and then yeah, I'll go get him. Hey, be careful. Just don't step on my. <laughs> <laughs> was, it was like that point when I'm like, I'm going to pause the movie now because okay. I have a life to live. <laughs> Not really, but a little bit. Yeah. So... Uh, oh, God. Well, this is good. This is a movie that is very much celebrating. And I'm actually was kind of... Uh, I'm... I think I'm going to be really interested to see what you think of this movie when you're more in, like able yeah. to in, in, in February I'll, because I'll let you're you know. such a you're such like a, f- <laughs> a film festival guy. Yeah, no. And this movie this, centers around like an all night horror thing. If, if this has never been played at the 24 hour Drexel film thing, I'm gonna be mad. Like they have to have played this movie at <laughs> least so. once. Right. Come on, it seriously it's was like made for them. Oh, yeah. Of course. So yeah. like, because it's basically like these film school students, and they're trying to raise money for whatever. No one cares for it's their stupid. film program, right? Yeah, because, for their film program, and if they raise extra money, because it's running, sponsor a film because that's how cheap yeah. films are, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. basically, this is yeah. So they're raising money so that they can work at a that's why Peaches she, Christ budget. Yeah. Pretty much. That was, that's what she could do with her dream journal. <laughs> so so here so the way that they figure out to do this is to go renovate this abandoned theater that's going to be torn down in three weeks because renovating a theater is super cheap. Holy! <laughs> and they're going to run an all night horror film marathon, and they choose three really really schlocky old movies. Right. Uh, uh, they are, and they're they're based on like real life movies, Which, and they'll have the way, little gimmicks for and, an all night marathon. Yeah, at most six hours. Like they're yeah. looking at at most six hours. Right. Well, you also have to leave them time to have the power blow, and then have the reggae band appear on stage what and perform. Despite there being no electricity or that amplification, was, you know that was another moment when I looked over from my phone and went, "What's happening?" Somebody, no, I'm not going somebody back. was what, like, "What's outside. happened is." We made this movie in Jamaica because Jamaica is cheap. Yeah. Well, Not lying. That's why there's so many people wearing masks in the audience because most of the extras were black. But it was, it's and they apparently thought that was a problem. Oh my God. Oh. Why weren't they singing the Cool Running song? Cool Runnings hadn't happened yet. I know, but it was 94. They had to have been thinking about it in 91. They, well, it was also <laughs> probably saying? copyrighted by Disney. Not yet. The movie hadn't come out yet. True. <laughs> There we go. See, you should have gotten on that cool runnings biz a little oh, bit sooner. Jesus. Maybe Popcorn would have been a better movie if they had known. Oh, my God. But, no, I, but the movies uh, are like, so like, there's like Mosquito, which is like, um, well, it's like one of the big bug movies. I always think of them. Uh, they. Them. Them. Is it, they is the French one. Or, yeah, they, they, they is like a weird, brutal French movie. Them is the giant ants. Yes. I, them is the giant ants, but, oh, or, you're, or you're probably thinking um, Food of the Gods. Food of the Gods is rats. Um, well, no, it's multiple animals. Oh, I'm Because they did have giant mosquitoes in Food of the Gods. Fair enough. Oh, but this is this is from about that time period. Yeah. And, and there's, then, like, there's the big William Castle-esque gimmick where they've got like... A, 
like for House of Haunted Hill, there was a glowing skeleton that would well, like swing out over the audience, and, and this is a glowing mosquito. William Castle actually did the shocker chairs. He did. Yes, he did. That he was did the, one of his famous ones. For the Tingler, yeah. Yes. And, the, and they do that for another one of the movies, The Amazing Electrified Man, which is probably the funniest moment oh in the entire movie. And that's, that's also, um, what's his face's dad? Can I, can I Glover. please watch yeah, that Bruce Glover. Bruce and Glover. the Tingler together? <laughs> Can that be a double feature? I just want to sit in those chairs. It's not as good as you think it is. No. Unless you're John Waters. Well, and yeah. he tells that story about how he went and he found which one had the electric seats and he sat all day for every showing and just buzzed his ass all day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, John Waters, this makes so much sense. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or the Odorama. Yeah, uh, Romorama. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that but that that movie is a lot of fun. I, I feel a little bit weird because it's a Japanese movie, right? It's like a Japanese import that's terribly dubbed. In ninety one, what movies were just Japan making in ninety one? Oh no, but again, well, no, they were supposed to be like movies, fifties, sixties. Yeah, movies. those were terrible they movies. Were. Those yeah. were like we hate America, Godzilla. Yeah, the sad thing about the <laughs> thing about that is like it's that movie you see almost none of it. So like I'm and I know and they actually shot like way <laughs> more of those movies they spent than more actually time shooting those movies than shooting this movie. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and here's how. Okay, so here's 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 how fucked up the production was on popcorn. They went into production with a director named Alan Ormsby. Um, who, I'm uh, trying to remember um, what it was that he did. Why am I singing? Why didn't you have this pulled up ahead of time? You knew we were going to have notes. It. It's he in does. my notes. Yeah. <laughs> I just have so many notes that there's, yeah. there's an editing issue. A lot of fucking notes. Um, well, no, because he, he actually, well, the reason, the reason Ormsby was involved is because this was basically, um, this was produced by Bob Clark. Oh, yeah. I love Bob Clark. Black Christmas, yeah. Bob Clark. Uh, Black uh, Christmas, I gave yeah. you no! No, God damn it! Does that count for women again? I already sang it for Red Christmas. <laughs> this is my second time singing it. Um, also directed a Christmas story, Porky's, which will come into play. I hate. I loved Porky because there's so much penis in that movie. Right. I hate a Christmas story so fucking Aww. much. Hate it so much. And there is a musical. And every time someone talks about that musical, I want to slit. It's both gonna be. My a, wrists. It's gonna be live next Sunday on Fox. I've never seen any of those. Yeah, I don't know why. I've just never seen any of them. I actually, I fucking Christmas Story is one of those things I can watch once a year and then I'm done. You don't watch it like fifteen thousand times every day. I watch it about once every five years. Marathon, whatever shit. I mean, it's it's a cute movie. It's but Um, it's not what it was when I was a kid. It's not as funny anymore. The other movie incident that I wanted to bring up as as an example of the Bob Clark seal of quality. Uh, he directed both of the Baby Geniuses movies. God damn it! Oh God! On purpose. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He got a check on this. So this was so Back this was a dump truck of money. So this was his project, and he worked with Alan Ormsby a whole bunch. Alan Ormsby was in um, Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. He was also mm-hmm. involved in Porky's. Yeah. Um, oh my God! So much penis. Right. So so Ormsby, <laughs> would, Ormsby comes on to direct this movie, and so the before they start main production, he shot the three movies within the movies, which are all really good. Um, and then somewhere they went into production and he got fired for some reason during production. I don't know why. No one seems to know fired. why. Well, it was the 80s, so it wasn't a sexual harassment scandal. Except that their uh-huh. lead actress also <laughs> got fired at exactly the same time. Oh, no. um, they, the, original, the original lead for the movie was uh, named Amy O'Neill, who later went on to star in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. The which, first one wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. Also had giant bugs. Well, wasn't that, that was themes. Was that Stuart themes. Gordon or was that Usna? I have no idea. Honey, I shrunk the kids? I think it was Stuart Gordon. I think it actually was. It was one of them, too. There you go. Weird one, that. 
Well, continue with your thought. Yeah. I'll tell you in a minute. So, but they were fired at the same time. So they had gotten they had gotten significant part of the way through shooting like the the present day parts of the movie, and they got rid of their lead actress and director at the same time. <laughs> put them on a plane home from Jamaica and hired a new director, uh, whose name is Mark Harron McHarrier, excuse me, who acted in Porky's. And then you get just, to see his penis. I don't know. I just, Do you get to see Billy's penis in Porky's? I get. To, I don't know anything about. I don't know. Movie. Yeah, I didn't see it either. I only watched the like three scenes where you get to yeah. see penis. Stuart Gordon <laughs> was the writer on that. Oh, they both were. Usna and Gordon. Usna and Gordon were the writers. Got it. Of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. The director yeah. was Judd Johnston. Fair enough. Um, so anyway, yeah. So they the, they basically had to like turn everything around. They got a new director, a new lead actress, and basically ended up having to reshoot big swaths of the movie. Um, it was a clusterfuck. Which meant it was basically edited the same way any of Jess Franco's movies were. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, we have that two makes... separate movies. How do we make them into one? Except because they were aiming for a PG-13 rating, there is no dick in this movie. Yeah, There's dude. not even anybody whose dick I want to see in this movie. I don't even want to know. I don't no. remember. There was no one in that movie. No. Except for possibly the big biker that steals What's-His-Face's girlfriend. No. He's oh, yeah. No, I would see his. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the guy who sat in the seat. Yeah, the guy who punched, who punches out. We like, like the jockey the boys. Guy. It's okay. Yeah, I forget wow. where else I was going with all this crazy shit. <laughs> so, by the way, I've spent the entire time we've been talking about this looking for the fucking chant for in Cool Runnings for the Jamaican Bob oh, no. It is not apparently a quotable thing on anywhere on anyone's list, and Damn it's hard it. to find. <laughs> and I'm mad. Hard to find. It is hard to find. Hard to find. Denver accent, you know. Now I'm Canadian. <laughs> oh my god. Thelma Louise and their famous Tic Tac Pie. <laughs> so popcorn. What else happened to that? Movie? I don't um, even know. I'm so I far afield. I don't know. I think we've like. I've lost. God. I've lost. Well, this lost. is another one the of those our, our digressions have digressions. To, this, to, to I know. This this episode is just going really to be like make, a Jess Franco film. I, I really wanted to make the <sighs> Cool Runnings and so much dick and a lot of digression. Um, <laughs> I wanted to make the Cool Runnings thing really work and then not finding that chant has ruined my I'm whole so mojo right God now. Damn. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, Popcorn, I... Well, we just need to bring in the reggae band and kind of get everybody amped back up. So, I didn't see <laughs> the end <laughs> and Just keep them entirely unplugged. But when I read <laughs> the end of Popcorn... I <laughs> I admit all. This did you did you did you go and find the novelization? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I read the Wikipedia I mean, Wikipedia synopsis. Yeah. Well. I read the Wikipedia synopsis enough to figure out which were the main characters and track those names through the word problem. <laughs> In the end, Toby had four donuts, three apples, and he will arrive on time to catch the Santa Fe train. Right. But um, so popcorn. What do you think about? That? So popcorn. No, God I am man. The uh, the wraparound story of like. I'm just picturing Jason Tostevin listening to this and being like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> it's okay. As long as he still is willing to listen and understand that we think he's cute, it's all that matters. Right. I'm good. I'm good with that. Um, that was our recognition for the year. Yeah. Like, we have to work next year on something right. else. So um, popcorn. Popcorn. No, so I love the wraparound story with Maggie and Toby, right? Those are the right names? Yes. Whoo! Um, yeah, they are. When you track through the third Except name she might be Sarah. Susie, Seventh Sarah. Maggie was originally. Well, that's a spoiler. <gasps> but yeah. <gasps> yeah, who cares? Hey, we're spoiling yeah. a 1991 this movie. This movie is what? Yeah. 25, 26 years old. And nobody old? saw it. How old is it? And no one saw it. So friend. I don't know math. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> How many donuts? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sarah will not make it to the Santa Fe train, but Toby will. Right. Because the Santa Fe train is death. Other spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I feel a little bit sad that they reused the proboscis for for his death. It makes me sad. The mosquito. Uh, yes, mosquito yes. Um, which does not make sense. That would not kill someone. Unless no. it was made of. It was metal. actually a lot of. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun because like yeah. uh, he goes like sliding down the mosquitoes. But like, I did like that he had that little like safety bulb on the end. <laughs> yeah, he <it> did. <laughs> that didn't work yeah. at all. Well, because it, when it's hitting somebody, it's a needle. Yeah. That mosquito had already tasted blood. It's the new Mangler. It's Mangler 4. It's Mangler 4. The mosquito has tasted blood. Well, of course it has. It's a fucking mosquito. Never mind. But it's a fake mosquito. Like the pumpkins? Yeah. Mangler 4. References. Yeah. So you read the ending. You didn't actually see the ending. There is this amazing... One of the reasons why I love this movie so much. There are a lot of reasons why, but this is the big one for me. He loves it because it's horrible. Yes. I thought you were going to go with the big one reference. Come on. I'll own that. But, um... The reveal when you realize uh, that who the killer is—that is the most complicated reveal. It's weird as shit. Is it filmed horribly? Because reading it is it's, more complicated. It's really—it is—it's a weird scene. Filmed better than All About Evil was. It's a weird scene, and it doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't Did, matter because it's a cartoon. Yeah. I didn't make it. Did All About Evil have a reveal? No, no. exactly. Because we knew. We always <laughs> we knew. the reveal was it was never her. The, re- the reveal was her urine on the on the, She's on the microphone. She's still camera. working in the library right now. Well, both um, of these movies have people being electrocuted by microphone cables in ways that make no fucking sense. Right. I mean, but um. So wait, but if if she so, pees on the microphone cable at thirty five miles per hour, <laughs> and the electricity is twelve amps, and it travels up her urine stream into her vagina, how electrocuted will her heart be? And how long does it take for Toby to change his face? Exactly. Which, Which apparently, apparently in this movie takes seconds. Seconds. My favorite. And he has little dopey ear flaps. Where he, where he, casts, he can make a cast of somebody's face and make a latex appliance in minutes. I right? Know. Them is, fuckers on face off don't yeah. know what they're doing. I was like, nothing. yeah. Nothing the, at all. Uh, Toby, if he hadn't died, he would have been the Grand Prix winner of face off. Like, right. oh my God. He would come back every season and been like, bring it, bitches. What yeah. do you need? <laughs> I am the host. She pulls off her mask Ooh. and it's Toby. He has this like, but he has this great when he, when there's a reveal. He has this amazing monologue because like Villard, Tom Villard is this guy. He's every movie he's ever been in. He just gets cast as a dope. He's always playing this really dopey guy. He's got that voice. He's just got this voice, you know. He's like this weird California accent. He sounds stupid. I don't think he is stupid. That's well, he exactly how he sounds. He, oh my god. He, he wasn't. Just... He, he just has. So they cast him as a dumbass in every movie, and then all of a sudden to hear. That voice, like, kind of dripping with malevolence and getting really pissed off and angry. And I'm like, it's hilarious. It's fucking weird. It's and weird and hilarious. Well, I actually, like, and, and, and you're not allowed to get angry, Tom. No, Lord. it's so strange. <laughs> but also, like, I, I, and when he gets into the whole thing about his childhood and he's talking about putting on his face and being like fucked up, and I'm like, at this time that this was filmed, like, Villard was already sick. Um, yeah. He already. He was, he already knew he was HIV positive. He was already, you can tell he just doesn't look so yeah, good. Yeah, like it's like Bulger Guys too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um oh god. What's his face? He had the liver cancer. No, I it can't was, remember um, the doctor's the... name. Pancreas cancer. Yeah. Yeah, he and oh god. He just he, he was already sick by that point. And oh. and he so like I actually almost I'm projecting probably, but I think of like a lot of his anger in that scene. I feel like he already had plenty of that lying around to tap into. Right. Um, Leftover Reagan hate. Could have been, um, <laughs> you know, so I, but the, I mean, it's, it's really, really, really good 90s, for me to you're watch still that. talking about you know, HIV as a death sentence. 
More or oh, less. Yeah, no, I mean, and I don't want to bring the whole thing down too much, but like just watching that scene, God, it's really, it's a really interesting scene. It's not shot particularly well. They put this weird appliance in his mouth, and I don't know why. So, so his voice goes from being fairly normal to just, <laughs> well, and I don't get my that. favorite uh, magic of his masks are yeah. he does the full on like John Travolta uh, face off, where yeah. when you change your face, you also get their general body shape and voice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, the best. God. Like, you, from, and apparently, being, kind of like, what's her face being a puppet? Early, okay. <laughs> early. Yeah, I love. Tina should start eating more. That she was, looks like shit. That was Chicago realness. They were about right. ready to do that whole number. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, and I like. Went, she went, she went, oh God, he's got like all the these like staples and shit in his face, and it's yeah. it's a really, really fun makeup. It looks really, it looks cheesy. Speaking of face off, that person was eliminated on this episode. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Glenn Hedrick was not impressed by the floppy ears. Oh, God. <laughs> Never. Or he's the like, spring. He's motorboating himself. Glenn or Hedrick the spring. Totally went up there face. and like pulled the mask off and was like, "This isn't even applied correctly." Why, why were there random springs on that face? Were they just to like? Help accommodate for musculature. It was a, it was a FNAF reference for one of the spring traps. Oh, okay. Wait, but that makes no sense. FNAF no, it, was way after that. No, it wasn't. If you haven't watched all of the FNAF YouTube theories that goes through the entire history of the FNAF series, that's the right time for when spring trap would have been happening. I have no reference to what you're discussing. Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, okay. Matt Pat on Game Theory seriously does like 16 videos worth of like in-depth lore related theories about the history and the lore of FNAF and it's intense. It is like horror, child murder awesomeness. This is how Trump got elected. Ever. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, that was one way to interrupt that look of shock and horror on my face from this. Oh, God. So good, but no, I, I I I get where you're going with the Villard thing because yeah, he so, actually you know had to dig into himself a little bit and become this malevolent thing that people I, were not used to seeing. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like I have this, my weird little bullshit theory is like everybody kind of has their little pantheon of like pop culture, like movie people and stuff that have right. like that great significant meaning to them. Tom Villard is one of those people for me. Same way that Mark Patton is um, from Elm Street mm-hmm. Two, Michael Jeter, Robert Ressler, also from Elm Street Two. Is you have like a, a oh, right. gay filmmakers and actors. Yes. Okay. Um, not going to lie. Uh, my joke was going to be that I wanted to figure out how popcorn is a reference to lesbianism. <laughs> that's always my go-to con- yeah, controversial Yeah, good luck theory. on that one. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to make it. No. Guys. I'm no. not going to get there. It's okay. I'll yeah, watch okay. the movie later and figure it out. And oh, sure. report back. <laughs> well, I mean, we were kind of concerned about you know, um, oh, what is her name? Kelly Jo Minter and oh, the Blonde. Because yeah. oh, they spent a lot of time together. Yeah, they really did. And those two have so much really fucking they fun were to watch. Cute. They were so cute. Like, yeah, so like, there's, there's a lot of bad shit, and there's a lot of shitty dialogue, and there's a lot of shitty acting, and there's just these little pockets of, like, yeah, you get to see those two together, and anytime Joni, the character Joni, is on screen, like, she's great. Right. She and just she's has like, this bubbly... I have this big crush on Toby. She's and... this really, really crazy natural charisma, and I don't think she's necessarily a good actress but she's just a lot of fun she I, is. I will say if you if you live in the midwest and you watch this movie you you'll think that it's fake what everyone's doing in the theater because midwesterners don't like to move when they're in a theater right. <laughs> but like in la this is this is what would happen this is yeah. totally how the movies would be watched this is how this is why if i ever get back to, to la i want to make sure that someone is doing showgirls with puppets again <laughs> 
because I had heard that they were doing that. I know. They did it like a midnight movie thing with puppets. I'm like, I need to see this. I need this Wait, in my life. I, Showgirls with puppets. I want to see Showgirls. I don't know what I feel about Showgirls. They do the, the sex scenes. Yes. With puppets. With you puppets. have to. How could you not? Right? I mean, there's an edited version of Showgirls that no, showed no, no, on No, 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 no. But if you, oh. you, you, you have puppets, you have to make them fuck. Do they right? scissor? Just like, I don't know. Scissor me timbers? I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't even remember what that was a reference to, yeah. but it's great. I know that I think it was just like a, a limited engagement thing, and I don't know if they've ever done it again. But I need them to Wait, do it again, and I need to do, go see it. Can I watch Debbie Does Dallas with puppets? Sure, fuck yeah. Because let me just tell you, this is the only thing I know about Debbie Does Dallas. The end scene has this damn sexy, slightly chubby, overly hairy man with a great dick, right. and he spends like ten minutes trying to like pretend like he's licking her vagina, but he's like licking the top corner of skin next to her clitoris, right? But not actually making it to her clitoris, like. I totally watched this with a lesbian in college, and she was like, he's not even touching anything. Like, <laughs> that part of, that flap of skin doesn't have enough feeling to do jack shit. My, my, like, my, my internal Seth Rogen's just like, he does know where the vagina is, right? Say, no, he no. And then, and then what I love about it is, after this scene, it they did not move the camera, so the camera is still, like, focused on her vagina. But now it's just his ass, like, humping into her vagina. So it's, like... 90% balls and ass. Hairy ass and balls coming at the camera going into the vagina. And you see like the bottom little corner of the vagina sometimes until he like pulls out. And I'm like, this was not made for no. straight men. Like, <laughs> maybe this is like the last sex scene in Debbie Does Down. So maybe guys never make it this far. Probably but the, the gay guys <laughs> have all waited to this moment. They're like, finally, yes. I just, it's because before that is the terrible lesbian sex scene where it's the black girl and the kind of white girl and they're like on top of each other on the sofa and they're like vaguely rubbing their thighs but not getting anywhere near anything special and like like (laughs) caressing boobs lightly and like making out just a little bit but not really touching. I'm not really a lesbian so I'm just kind of trying to go through the motions. Debbie Does Dallas is the worst porn ever (laughs) and it ends with the best. it's the most famous porn ever besides Deep Throat. It ends with like the best gay sex scene ever where you're just watching this hairy ass like fuck a vagina that you don't see. Right. You're like what? (laughs) Who was this made for? Like, what men were watching this? Like, yeah, look at that hairy ass just hit that vagina. Wow. So back to popcorn. It's because they wish they were that hairy. I actually had a great segue from where we were into the last egghead thing that I wanted to talk about. But God damn, I couldn't interrupt that. I didn't have the heart. No. I've, I've, this is all I got today. Holy fuck. This is my contribution right now. Let's like, go. Okay, this, this is what happens when Alex doesn't watch the movie. Well, no, but like talking about, talking about like the film festivals and the running around yeah. and stuff. Like, this is, I don't know if it's the first, but it's a really early example of like the kind of postmodern meta horror. Yeah. Like yeah. the characters don't don't realize that they're in a horror movie. They don't act like they know they're Except in a horror movie. Toby. Yes, but he. But as it turns out, he orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah, he did. In, which is completely impossible, by the way. But What's more meta than that? Yeah. He's um, like Jamie Kennedy, because Jamie Kennedy should have been the killer in Scream. Thank you. He should have been. So, yeah, and this was like five years. I mean, he was a suspect. Five years before Scream. He was a suspect in um, two, two for whatever reason. It's like, I can't think of a movie that came along sooner than this. 94 was Scream, wasn't it? Scream was 96. Was it really 96? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um and even like other stuff that kind of dealt with that kind of movie house shit, stuff like matinee, that that came out a couple of years after too. Yeah. 
Like, I'm trying to think if there was anything else but I don't, that really I still hit don't think part. anything really delved into, like, why horror is horror, like Popcorn did, or no, like Scream did. I think or... the best thing, because it actually it <laughs> well, does a really good job of jumping into why we watch horror and the way we watch horror. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with, and the, it, with the Patsy audience that just loves all that schlock, <laughs> yeah. they are the best audience yeah. ever. Can we get, and they were dubbed in, obviously. Can we have that live audience for our podcast? Like, they yes. can sit behind us and just cheer. Oh, the, right? best, the best The best line, the best line in a whole movie and the whole, the thing that got me to sit down and watch it on cable in the first place is in the middle of the amazing Electrified Man <laughs> when, when, like, the the uh, the the guy's wife is like, kiss me, Dick, and some guy in the back's like, kiss your what? Like, <laughs> I just gotta say, fifteen year old me was all over that line. You're like, I, I want to kiss that. your what? No, not I just Bruce I, Glover, no. I thought that was so fun. That was my pre Rocky Bruce Horror Glover's days. Not pretty. No, that was my pre. That was that was like that was Rocky Horror Neither before Rocky Bruce. Horror was Rocky Horror for me anyway. Rocky Horror was already Rocky Horror for everybody else. Is that when you yeah. were still like at least kind of straight slash bi? Uh, uh, no, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I I did have my buy now, gay later plan. Yeah, that's, uh, that's I, it, it is a horrible stereotype, but it is true that many is. gay men do the like do the whole. I'm, you start out, I'm you're bi. like I'm like 40, 60, 50, 50, yeah. and then you're like I'm like ninety five five. The yeah, five is women. Just, yeah, yeah. And you're like I'm a hundred negative five because I don't even want to get near one. Yeah, yeah, I think the 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 extent of the extent of. I hate to do that. Bi erasure is a thing, and I don't want to be a dick. Um, the extent no, I mean, of the extent yeah. of my bi phase was basically this very, very this spell before I actually like started actually having sex, where I'm like, I'm just gonna take what I can get, and it, it, it see it didn't. That's the appropriate bi. Phase. <laughs> no, no, that's not. Yes, don't do that. No, it being, doesn't go well. Being open to whatever happens yeah. is much better than when you're me and I'm like, yes. I just don't want to admit that I'm gay. So but I'm gonna be what, bi what, in like decreasing what ended up happening, intervals. What ended up happening was a lot of very frustrating encounters wait, with wait. very nice girls who and, didn't need this kind of shit. Andy, right. do you have a child out there? This is your chance, young child of Andy's. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't actually. Okay. Well, I didn't good. assume. <laughs> so, so what are we gonna rate this one? I mean. I think it, it's perfectly middle of the road. It's it's watchable. It's confusing as fuck, but it's <laughs> hilarious to do it. it. Makes no sense. It does need you know a few, a, a little bit of assistance from some maybe illicit substances, but it's fine. I'd give it a three out of five. Um, mosquito mannequins. <laughs> this is my rec- recommendation, and I am so one hundred percent rosy on this movie. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I can admit that it's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, for my nostalgia vision, it's totally five out of five. But for like real world purposes, I too can give it three out of five teaspoons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I give it three out of five teaspoons. There we go. Oh, so since I didn't watch the movie, I'm just gonna rate actual popcorn. So like, um, AMC popcorn is a solid like two and a half out of five mm. most of the time. Yeah. The Gateway Film Center has like four out of five popcorn. Now is this like butter or no butter? I never put butter on my fucking popcorn. Yes, okay. I am butter free. However, you have just been you... forgiven for not watching the movies. <laughs> exactly. However, oh. butter free popcorn, still salted, but either add Reese's pieces. Or M and M's. Reese's no. Pieces is really good. If you can get the peanut M- peanut butter M and M's, oh yep. my god, Jesus! Even better because then you've got no, chocolate and no. peanut See, butter. Like, no, I like to make popcorn at home, and you can do like salt and like cumin and no, chili what powder I, and what 
cumin. Or, or um, uh, fucking cayenne pepper. I just put some cumin in my popcorn. You're such a hipster. It's you fucking you are a hipster. It's true. I, um, so what, my, other, my other rating is I totally Fuck love, you both with um, an artisanally made cheese grater. Exactly. Artisanal cheese grater. A bespoke cheese grater. It, uh, yeah, it is an artisanal you. cheese grater that's in the shape of a popcorn tin. <laughs> bespoke popcorn tin. <laughs> uh, no. Made out of recycled material. No, I do have to say that. Wait. As far as my rating Organic, popcorn, free range popcorn. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I like the organic popcorn. Oh, uh, 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 it's heirloom right, popcorn. It, it's, it's right. <laughs> it's right next to the cream corn field. You know, it's right there. <laughs> But really, Kroger brand kettle corn, super awesome. Not even going to lie about that. That's my recommendation, everyone. Don't watch this movie unless you're really into it. But Kroger brand kettle corn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, if you'd like to email us or contact us in any way or lay legs in our brain or, like, complain about Kroger popcorn. Princess eggs, too. Princess eggs. Yay. <laughs> Uh, email us at bob at candycoatedrazor.com. You can reach me on the web at candycoatedrazor.com. And on Twitter at, at candyrazorbob. You can also search for us on Facebook using Candy Coated Razor Blades. And you can reach me on Twitter at zanmanhorrorfan, X-A-N-M-A-N, horrorfan. Or you can email me personally at podcasthorror at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at oh, shut up Andy, O-H, shut up Andy. You can follow me on Facebook, I guess. Hmm. Um... But if you want to email me, you can't. Oh, and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review on your <laughs> podcast outlet of choice. Sorry. Tell your friends. <laughs> we want to get six listeners for the next show. We would. We would really I'd like I'd actually that. even settle for like five and a half. Yeah, yeah. The half is the Here's person your half who, a listener. The half is the person who quit during all the <laughs> HIV drugs. Yes. Well, shit. <laughs> Look what you did, Andy. On that note. (laughs) On that note, bye. Look what you might do. Bye. Bye. Kill me. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look at what you did. The Candy Coated Razorblade Podcast is distributed under Creative Commons License 3.0. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike. Visit us on the web at www.candycoatedrazor.com. Theme music for this episode is 13 Monsters by Lightning Bolt. Visit them on the web at www.laserbeast.com. <laughs>